morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Friday. We did it, Claude. We really did it. We did it, Joe. We did <laughs> I can't believe it's Friday. Like, oh my, oh my God. God. That's so funny. What a long motherfucking week. Like, no, no, I no. can't. No, no, no. This week has been the longest week of my life. Let me, shall I count the reasons? Well, it's especially One, long when you're not eating food. Right. One, it was my first real full week back working in the new year after vacation. So that's always the hardest week ever. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm not eating real food. So every day is just the longest day ever. And three, like it's just been a bummer of a week and I'm so fucking glad that it's over. It was just not my week. Yeah. Well, um, I hear you. And let me tell you why my week was long. I've been doing all week, like every day, nonstop, just like different press podcast stuff for my book. So yesterday I did Taylor Strecker's show. And as much as I absolutely love talking about myself, like it does get exhausting, especially when like I'm podcasting with my friends, like Heather McDonald, Caitlin Taylor, like we get deep and it's like, it's just really emotionally exhausting. So I'm just like done fucking talking about myself. And you know what? I I don't think I'll ever say this again. Like I'm done talking period. Like I can't stand the sound of my own voice. I can't stand my at home setup. Like my microphone pisses me off. My FaceTime pisses me off. My garage band pisses me off. Like everything is just pissing me off. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm so excited for the weekend. It's actually a long weekend, which is so fabulous. Oh, that's true. Oh, wow. You know, did you hear the tone in my voice just completely turn around? Yes. And then next week, It'll be a short week yeah, because of yeah, the long yeah. weekend. So, so we're just moving along. And then the following week is your book launch. So huh. it will just, it, I think these next few weeks are going to cruise. Plus I'll be cooking from Modern Comfort Food by Ina Garten all wow. week long. And I'm so excited. I just want to give everyone a cleanse update because it's the last time I'll be on the show on the cleanse. Right. And here's where I'm at. My skin has never been better in my entire life. I was doing my makeup this morning. I was like looking at all of my pores and usually I always have like one blemish or I get like sort of like rashes and I have a little bit of rosacea. Um, I just am really red and I just get splotchy underneath my makeup. And this is really the first time that I can remember where there's not one problem area and my skin just is like, is smiling. It's really smiling. And I run my hand and I'm even going to dermaplane my face tonight. I'm going to do like a whole spa afternoon so that my skin is like at peak skin. Now come close to the camera on FaceTime and show me those eyes. Okay. These are the eyes. I'm not going to lie. I can't really see a difference. I I took a before photo. I'm going to take an after photo. Um, I just like, I feel really good. And it's crazy that I have so much energy. Like yesterday I reorganized my entire kitchen. I was inspired by my closet organizers who came over the weekend twice as organized. And I tried to like recreate their magic in my kitchen. I did an okay job, but still I need those bins and stuff that say like pasta, like Rach Parcel. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go to the container store. But I just have like, a really good amount of energy considering I am not drinking coffee and I'm not like eating a lot. So I, I feel really good. Um, on the weight loss front, I plateaued the last four days. I've been the same, but I feel good. Like what I set out for this cleanse to accomplish, if this is like as good as it gets, like I am so happy with the results and it's really been like, it's definitely something I will, I'll, I'll do again, not anytime soon, but Mm -hmm. like the next time that I feel like I need to flush the toxins out of my body. So I'm really glad that I did it. I'm so fucking excited for it to be over and to make my penne arabiata. Same. And that's, 
that's where I'm at with it. I can't believe that I had like, it really is so crazy. It's not even the physical. It's just like the mental, you know, yeah. every night this week, Zach has ordered the most delicious food. Oh, that's and, like, fucked he's up. Always, that is fucked he's always, up. Usually when I'm eating, like we actually have to order separately because we can never agree on, like he never wants to order where I want to order all night this week. Like the most delicious restaurants, like the most delicious cuisine, like it, it was hurtful. That actually is like really fucked up and insensitive. I know it's like I'm happy for him that he's like having good taste in food right now, but you could wait for me. So he, I, pro- why now? I made him why this sperm? I know. Well, I made him promise that next week it's going to be at the same level of like ordering and, yeah. you know, and it was an early order too. And it was just like showing up at the door and, but I'm also going to be cooking, which I'm so excited about. So I have a lot on the horizon that, and I'm really, really looking forward to That's Sunday fabulous. morning. Mm-hmm. You know what else we have to look forward to is we're recording an episode of the redheads. I can't wait to talk about myself a little bit more. I know. Well, at least you'll have a break in between all of your other podcasts. And also, we're going to record the episode a few days after the book comes out. So we'll be able to take questions from people who have already read the book, which is cool. Mm, Wow. Viewer feedback. Haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. The redheads are quite opinionated. I'm I'm sure of it. And I'm really looking forward to... um, Getting Their Temperature on my book, which is available January 26, 2021. Available anywhere books are sold, anywhere ebooks are sold, and audiobooks are sold. For all the links to all the different versions that you can pre-order, head over to girlwithnojob.com slash book. I would appreciate all the pre-order support. So far, it has been incredible. I really couldn't ask for anything more from you guys. Um, also, just wanted to give a little update. I know I was doing a big merch giveaway for people who pre-ordered the book, and I wanted to let everyone know that last week it closed, and we have emailed all the winners. One of the, win- the winners has not responded to us. Please get back to us. And the other is that... Um, For people who didn't win that giveaway, I also am doing a giveaway with Goodreads. They have 100 copies of my book, and they'll be giving them away for free. So you can get the link um, on my Instagram. I have a highlight called book, and all the links are there. And then third and final is that I'm also doing my first virtual signing in partnership with The Strand, which is an amazing local bookstore here in New York that has actually been struggling struggling, uh, quite a bit during COVID. So I'm excited to be partnering with them. They have 200 signed copies of my book. The first 200 people will be getting those signed copies, and I believe there's still a few left. So again, that link is also in my book's highlight on my Instagram. Can't wait to see you all. That virtual signing ticket gets you a a copy of the book, and then a fabulous internet conversation with me. And I just love internet conversations. You do. You're all about internet conversations. Totally. I'm all about like having open and healthy dialogue on the internet. Yeah. Okay. I think we should jump right into the story so that we can get started on our weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I like how you said that. Yeah. We also have the Southern Charm recap in the TV recap section after the Fast Five. So stay tuned for that. And we also, you and I have like a little more work to do today. We're doing an interview with someone very exciting for Tuesday's episode. I'm not sure if you forgot. Completely forgot, but I'm very excited. Thank you for letting me know. We have time. So our day's not totally over, but... Anyways, I think without further ado, it's time to dive right into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> Agreed. Wow. Yeah. I'm just she putting, said it. putting a pin in it. I agree. Okay. First story, I think it rounds out the story of the week. Joshua Bassett drops new song, Lie, 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 after rumored Olivia Rodrigo drama. So we updated you earlier this week on what's going on with the Teeny Boppers. Olivia Rodrigo put out the most beautiful song of the year called Driver's License. That was about her ex, Joshua Bassett, moving on with Sabrina Carpenter. 
And now he has put out a song, and to his credit, it is a bop, a yeah. certified bop. Yeah, no, when I when I listened to it completely, you know, apolitically, not thinking of all that I know about him and what he did during Olivia, um, during okay, Olivia like, getting what her did driver's he d- license. But for, for real, what did he do? He just broke up with her. Yeah, he broke right? her heart for, like, the girl no, that like, he told you not to worry about. I know, but, like, at the end of the day, I, I think the story is so interesting because the song is so good, but, like, he didn't do anything really wrong other than, like, ch- move on, you know? Yeah, which is it's a fucked up thing life. to do. It's a fucked up thing to do. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I'm just, okay. like, trying to... Okay, so when I look at it, like, as not Olivia Rodrigo's number one fan, it's definitely a good song. I think that he actually could have potential for being, like, a Shawn Mendes, Charlie Puth type of pop star like he actually is very talented he's super cute he has like an aesthetic the music is very good and you know completely unbiased third party like it's good but of course like when I was listening to it I was just listening to the lyrics and being like is this about Olivia now I'm seeing claims online he's saying like he wrote the song well over two years ago and it's just like about and he put on his Instagram story you know it's about a friend who was running around town you know talking about me behind my back and I just you know color me naive like I just don't believe anything he says right because releasing a song the same week that your ex-girlfriend like smashed records with a song about you whatever song you release is going to be about her you know inadvertently so I think it was very crafty of him to release lie 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 this week here are some of the lyrics that have people in a tizzy bassett used the single to call out a person who was quote acting all so innocent as they speak negatively about him in the song's chorus he sings i know what you say about me i hope that it makes you happy you can't seem to get me off your mind get me off your mind oh i know you're lying through your teeth you told them the lies that you told me i've had enough of it this time had enough of it this time yeah, so it obviously sounds like a direct response to driver's license, which, to be honest, like, even if it is, it's kind of embarrassing because your song is, like, never even going to come close to Olivia Rodrigo. For the second day in a row, she has broken the Spotify streaming record for uh, a single song. It was first held by Ariana Grande for, like, four million streams in a day. Yes, two days ago, she broke it with five million streams in a day. And I'm not sure if I read this correctly, but I read that yesterday— It was streamed 13 million times. Wow. Okay. I just want to say, like, her song is so good. And and I was embarrassed for him at the notion of him, like, putting out a a responsive diss track. But I have to say, like, the song that he put out, like, he did not embarrass himself. Like, obviously, it's not as good as hers. But I think that he he did okay. Like, he measured up as as much as he possibly could. I'm saying, yes, in terms of song quality, yes. But at the end of the day, like, hers went number one on Billboard is breaking all these records. Like, you're not even going to come close to that. That's what I meant. Yeah, but I also think uh, even, like, he had two goals here, right? One, like, don't embarrass yourself. If you're going to put out a song, like, it has to be good, and it is good. And two, he wants to probably ride this wave that she's given him of, like, everyone's waiting to hear what Joshua Bassett has to say. So I think he's trying to just take advantage of the opportunity. And I think overall, he did a really good job when, like, it could have been so easy for him to embarrass himself. I just do want to correct you because I'm thoroughly invested in this entire saga, and I have not been waiting to hear what Joshua Bassett has to say. Like, I truly could not care less. No, but anytime there is a saga, it's like the, the more people that, you know, chime in, the more parties involved, like, the longer, the more legs that it has so like he got in he let his name was in the news and he and he capitalized on that 
Yeah, I, I mean, the only it. person who I want to hear from is Olivia Rodrigo, and that's what that's that on that. Yeah. Also, in the music video for the song that he put out, it shows him driving alone in a car at one point, which appears to be a nod to her song Driver's License. And he also appears in the beginning of the music video to be in the driver's seat while there's like a girl in the passenger seat, which is definitely like an homage to Driver's License because he used to have to drive her around all the time because she was so young and didn't have a driver's license. For sure. Do you think that he really filmed that like in the last four days? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's saying the song was written two years ago, which I'm not sure if I believe. And I don't know when they're saying that the um, music video was made. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really care because I saw Olivia's and now this just feels like a response in every way that it could. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's what's up with the kids. The titty boppers are doing all right. Now, you know, the more, you know. The more you know. Our second story is really big news about what's going on with the kids, and it is that influencer, Margot Oshry, cut her hair. Did you make it a story? <laughs> no, 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 not for real, but it just but reminded me. We've been me. talking about it all week, and to be honest, like Jackie and I were a little nervous. We, we weren't sure that the curtain bangs were the right route for her to go. We were very um, much on the side of her getting a dramatic haircut. We thought it was exactly what she needed. But, you know, bangs are really difficult to maintain and don't always come out looking great. So we were kind of worried, but she was set on the curtain bangs and they look amazing. Like, she looks so sophisticated, so mature. Like, I'm so happy for her. No, same. I'm so happy that she made a drastic decision. No matter what, all I wanted for, for her was to make a change with her hair and she did that. And it looks like so fabulous and just like, elevated and cool and it's everything of the sort and I'm just I'm really excited to see like this new snitch I think we're about to see a new snitch a whole new snitch a whole new snitch and I know you and I like felt a particular way about her previous hair and I think the before and after pictures um really helped it set in for Margo like how problematic her old like Woodstock hair was I'm like down to her her middle school her middle school hair yeah and so for so many reasons, I feel like this was a really healthy journey for her because now she also has the gift of hindsight where she could see, like, how disgusting her old hair was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so happy for her. Like, she looks sickening, you guys. Like, go look at her Instagram. She's really inspiring me because I'm getting my hair cut next week, and I was just planning on keeping my length and adding a lot of layers in body because I have, like, my hair all dead ends right now. But now I'm, like, r- like Bob. Itching. Bob. It- Bob. Yeah, I Bob. know. Bob. I just feel like the only reason why I don't want to cut my hair into a bob again is because I've spent so long growing it out and it's so long and beautiful and like that is like all that work just chopped right off. I I actually don't think you should get a bob. I just meant like something as drastic as a bob. Yeah, but I just want everyone to know like I will be going back to the bob at some like in the next few years for sure. I think when you have kids like you kind of need a bob. No, that's my plan when I have kids because it's such a mom haircut. And I like, you know, I mean, you always hate it when Kim and Chloe like wear their bobs. And okay, they call I them. I don't hate when I actually. Yes, I fully fucking hate when they wear their but bobs. But I love it. It's like my favorite hairstyle on them. And so when I am a mom, I'm going to have a bob. I mean, with your long ass hair, you can't be like leaning over the crib. Like there's just so much honestly danger that comes with being a mom wearing and having really, really long hair. Like when I'm around Michaela, she fucking rips my hair out. You need a bob so that I can be safe and secure from the grasp of babies because babies Babies have, like, the craziest fucking grasps. Like, they could literally break your neck. Yeah, I mean, she could still grab my bob. That's true, but, like, it's just more out of sight. 
Yeah. But I also think for anyone who's on the fence about like getting a drastic haircut right now and you're looking for a sign, I'm your sign right now telling you to do it because right now we have like at least probably six more months of like this half, you know. Yeah. Not quarantine, like not going out, like nothing exciting. So like now is the time to make a change. And if you don't like it, by the time it's like the world is popping off again, it will have grown. So do it. That's my advice. Do it. Yeah, I agree. Except unless like what you're thinking about is like a pixie cut. Yeah. Or like those like really straight bangs or honestly, midi bangs. Don't get mini bangs. That's <laughs> okay. never a good idea. Okay, fine. But like everything else, go for it. Yeah. I really am feeling like what I had recommended to snitch was like short hair. That's just like what all the like cool bloggers seem to have right now. And, and they always like put in a half pony and I just like would have loved that for her. And so she didn't go that route, but I'd love to see any of you do it and definitely feel free to tag me. Why don't you do it? And it's such a good idea. Because I think it's a little young for me and I'm like an old granny. Wow. Okay. Right? Like you need to be self-aware and I, I'm aware. It's so important to be self-aware. Yeah. So that's that. But I had that short hair when I was younger and I loved every minute of it. That's why I'm recommending it. Was it was a great time for you. It was. Okay, next story, a little Real Housewives salary news. Bethany Frankel made $7,250 on her first season of Real Housewives of New York. Season? The whole season. So she revealed on the Tamron Hall show that when she signed on to Housewives, the contract said $7,250 for the entire season. But she said, quote, I wasn't looking at the money. You can't always look at the money. You have to look at the big picture, the other opportunities. You have to look at the whole board, not just the pieces. And the money was just the pieces, which is actually a really great point. And then she also said that when she did ultimately leave this last time in 2019, people thought she was leaving because she wasn't getting more money. But Bethany said, I was leaving because I was staying because of the money, meaning she was only staying for the salary, which meant it was time to move on. Yeah, I think at that point, she was one of very few housewives making a million dollars a season. Um, which I think she fully deserved. I would have literally given her $10 million a season. But I, I think that as a businesswoman, that's very good advice. Like just because the money isn't where you want it to be at the beginning doesn't mean you should pass on an opportunity because there's so many other benefits. And she ended up selling Skinny Girl for $150 million because she took that $7,000. Like the Skinny Girl would never have become what it was if it weren't for like the devout housewives audience and like being literally the target consumer of skinny girl products like it was perfect um and I also think it's good advice to not once you're in a place where you're successful to not stay at a job or stay on a project just for the money like if it's not fulfilling you in any other way yeah, I mean, it's really amazing advice. And I do think a lot of housewives like get, because I think it's also an ego thing, especially compared to the other housewives in the franchise when you're not making as much as you think that you should and, and people like want to feel, you know, respected and whatnot. And we see a lot of like news about housewives salary negotiations. And I just think this is a good thing to keep in mind that like at the end of the day, if you play your hand correctly, it will be about so much more than just what Bravo is paying you. Right. And like, honestly, we saw that with Dorinda, like what Dorinda got paid from Bravo was probably like substantial, but what she got outside of Bravo just for being a part of Bravo was also really substantial. She got a free fucking like $11,000 apartment in the city, like, which is insane and unheard of. Also like brand sponsorships, event opportunities. She was doing like her aerobics that people were actually buying tickets to. Like it just gives you a platform that's incomparable. So whatever you're getting paid, it should be substantial. And of course, Bravo should pay their talent well, but it's worth remembering like all the things that come along with it. 
Yeah, definitely. I think this is a good reminder and just some good business advice. I mean, I miss Beth Bethany so much. This last season of New York was such an abomination. I do have I know, but like, I'm, I'm so glad Bethany wasn't there to see that. Yeah, that's true. I do have higher hopes for um, the upcoming season with our new housewife, and I believe there's also a new friend of housewife. So I have high mm-hmm. hopes. I think it's really going to be centered around Leah. She's really feeling like the main character, but it's still, I, I'm extremely trepidatious. Well, speaking of the next season, next story, Real Housewives of New York cast member gets COVID-19 and production has shut down. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. They've got the coronavirus. Page six writes. That's funny. Oh, Page six I was learned- like, do they have a typo? But coroni, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Page six has learned that taping for the Real Housewives of New York has ground to a halt once more because someone on set has COVID-19. And this time we're told it's a member of the cast who's been struck by the disease. Production was scaled back in October because a crew member tested positive and didn't get back up to speed until there had been a two week quarantine period. So this is a bummer. And do they tell us now, who it is? They do not tell us what it is. I mean, who it's it definitely Ramona. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I, that well, wasn't that wouldn't have been my guess. Who would you have said? I think maybe it's um one of the new housewives because uh, if it was Ramona, I feel like she'd go on Instagram and be like, "I have COVID." Like, we're, the other women are famous, and we know what goes on with them. Oh, so, so I feel like, like it's Ebony. someone. Or, yeah, or the new friend of housewife that you're talking about. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, well, also speaking of friend of housewife, don't let me forget. I want to talk about that woman Jen on Dallas for a minute after we okay. done. Okay. Um, no, I the only reason I think it's Ramona is because like Homegirl had antibodies. She said, but like that was literally almost a year ago now. Like I don't know if it's still. I don't know how the antibodies works. People keep giving me conflicting messaging messages, but I don't know. She's just like I, I see her um, people sharing all the time. She's like out and about everywhere in Florida, in New York, not wearing a mask. Like if anyone is going to contract it, like I feel like it's going to be Ramona Singer. Uh, my money's not on Ramona, honestly. Well, they're obviously going to tell us who it is, right? Um, yeah, I'm sure on the show they will. But I, I, I like my theory that it's not someone that we actually knew, know who they are yet. It's a new cast member, and that's why we don't know their name. That's a pretty good theory. Um, but what I was going to say is that now that we're watching, we've watched OC and Dallas and um, Atlanta and seeing how COVID like affects production and OC had to shut down multiple times because of the women getting COVID and whatnot. And we know that Dallas, um, DeAndra told us on yesterday's show that no one got COVID the entire time that they filmed. So we had a really robust, long season. So now this to me, like doesn't really bode well for the upcoming season because two production breaks, like it's just going to be sort of OC vibes. Choppy and no continuity. And I completely agree. Yeah. And also Um, Beverly Hills experienced the same thing too. Yes. Um, also what I wanted to talk about was this woman, Jen on Real Housewives of Dallas. I'm like getting a Barbara K vibe from her because she's literally invited to everything. And I feel like she was maybe going to be a housewife or like an official friend of housewife with like more of a backstory, but because maybe like they didn't like what they shot, they just like cut her out, but she's literally at everything. Like even Tiffany's very intimate dim sum brunch. Yeah, no, that's definitely what it is. I think she was probably like auditioning for a friend of role and who knows maybe she does get a larger role in the season or not but yeah I think that's because now she just feels like a hanger on her being at every event when she was probably intentionally placed there intentionally meant to like cause drama because she was supposed to be a part of the show yeah we'll see what what happens with Barbara Kay it's like why is this woman at everything and it's like she was literally supposed to be a housewife 
Yeah, she kind of was a housewife. Like, we had scenes of her doing her own thing. But she didn't hold an apple, and if she was at the reunion, she was only brought in. She was not sitting there the whole time, which doesn't make you a housewife. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm getting that vibe, too. Yeah, okay, I just want to double check that my instincts were correct. Yeah. Okay, next story, a little good news for Do-Do-Do and Brew-Do-Do. Do-Do-Do to Theodora. Do-do-do to Theodora. Do-do-do to Theodora. Crunchy Angel Dora. Beautiful lovey Dora. Precious Chairman Dora. I love him Dora. One and only Dora. Beautiful face Dora. Beautiful lips Dora. Beautiful hips Dora. Sexy walk Dora. Sexy man, Dora. Provocative boy, Dora. <laughs> Cutest muffin, Dora. Do-do-do, Dora. Do-do-do, Dora. How is the we do? We might be off, like, in terms of our melody, you guys, because we're recording via FaceTime, so don't um, get mad at us. Yeah, no, but we'll do our best to patch it up. How is the do? The do is good. Honestly, since we got back from break, he's had a little bit of a limp. You know what? I noticed the limp when we were on vacation. Ben and I had been talking about it. Yeah. So the limp is like now only present when he wakes up. Like he'll he'll limp around and then like it'll be fine. I really don't want to like have an extra thing to worry about. So I'm trying not to be like, you know, hover mom. But it's definitely alarming. You should just text his vet, Dr. Lisa, and just make sure that all's well. I just like don't want to know if all is not well. I know. But just like be like, it's okay if. Theo has a limp when he wakes up, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. You know, like, make it sound really casual. Yeah, no, for sure. Super cash. Yeah. Okay, good news for the boys and Magnolia, too. Ben and Jerry's is now making dog treats. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Yes, Ben and Jerry's already is already irresistible to most humans, and now they're looking to hook man's best friend with a new line of dog treats. For the first time in the brand's history, Ben and Jerry's is now selling non-dairy frozen treats called doggy desserts in supermarkets and pet stores. The ice cream-like concoctions are available in two flavors named after employees' dogs. Ponch's Mix, which features pretzel which features peanut butter with pretzel swirls and Rosie's batch, a combination of pumpkin and mini cookies. I mean, those sound delicious. Eat pretzels. Can I eat those? Yeah. No. Do they say anything about human consumption? No, but they're made with high quality ingredients, including sunflower butter. um, And do you buy these at the grocery store or at Petco? At the grocery store. At the grocery store. How cute. It's going to be confusing for people who didn't read this article because they're going to think it's like a full blown just like ice cream. Is is there a like is it going to be in the ice cream freezer section or is there a new frozen dog section? No, no, I don't think grocery stores, you know, you watch Shark Tank. It's hard enough to get shelving as it is. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make a frozen dog section. But the bin does say doggy desserts and there's dogs on it. But it could be confusing. You know, totally by the way, agree. like we just need our podcast to blow up just so that we can tell everyone, like, do not fall for it. Like, I could so see this ha- being something that happens to Ben. Yeah. Or like just like animal crackers. It's like you don't think that they're for animals, even though they have animals on them and they say animal. Are they for animals? No. But so like if, if these say doggy. Right. And they are for dogs. But animal crackers say animal and they're not for animals. You know, animal crackers is disrupting the entire industry. Yeah. 
No, this is something to think, to think about. about. You guys, tell your loved ones at home that Ben and Jerry's like, is coming out with a doggy them, ice cream. Tell them the good news and the bad news at the same time. The good news is they're coming out with an ice cream. The bad news is if you see it, do not eat it. It's very misleading. Yeah, for sure. Well, Godspeed to all of you and some of the, um, the, the people in our country, like me, who just don't read labels. Yeah. Okay, our fifth and final story is a little Southern Charm news that's going to rev us up for our recap. Fabulous. Kristen Kristen Cavallari's NFL star ex, Jay Cutler, and Southern Charm's Madison LaCroix have a, quote, new flirty, unquote, romance. So something's Hmm. new and flirty, and the sun has added the romance. Well, because on Watch What Happens Live, like, Andy, like, asked her, and she wouldn't, like, comment on her, like, dating life, which is weird because she's, like, on a show about it, but... Yeah, she was super coy about it. So a source told Us Weekly that the fledgling romance is still in its early stages, but they're having fun getting to know each other. It's nothing serious at this point. Tons began, tongues began wagging during an episode of Watch What Happens Live with Andy last week. Madison hinted at a new romance with Jay Cutler when asked if she had been keeping up with ex-boyfriend's Instagram account. Um, Andy asked if she had seen Austin and Kristen's adventures, to which she replied, I was busy having my own adventure, but no, I did not. I mean, I kind of shipped this couple like 100 times over, and it's just so weird because even though I didn't think it ended up being true, Austin was publicly linked to Kristen Cavallari. Yes, because just because they had dinner together, but I don't think that it was ever romantic. Me neither. Really, in any sense. And I actually do ship this couple like outside of this whole love square um but it's starting off as a spite relationship and i just don't think that ever ends well yeah me neither even though like if it were in a spite relationship like i really think these two are a good match i 100 percent agree and i love that for madison like even though i just don't know how to feel about i don't know how to feel about how i feel about madison in terms of her relationship because like in last night's episode like sometimes i watch southern charm and i really want her and austin to work out and sometimes i watch southern charm and i'm like these two need to go away like i ship her with pringle like that's how desperate i am so i just don't know (laughs) how to feel but honestly i think like if this was real and had legs like i would be here for it yeah i really like madison and i don't like i if Austin and Madison could make it work, I would be here for them. But I don't like who Austin, like, turns Madison into. And I think we've seen a lot of the season, like, her being sort of mean to him and putting him down. And I'm sure she put up with so much in their relationship to get to that point. But it just makes, I think, she's not her best self with him. And everybody, mm-hmm. like, looks at it as, like, Madison is so mean to Austin. And then I just think he makes her, like, not the best version of herself. And I think she's such a great girl, which is why I do not ship them. Yeah, I agree. Um, because the version of her that we saw on the beach was really scary. Even though I thought Austin was being really fucking annoying, 100%. and I don't know how anybody else didn't see that. You know, and like I know what like I know what Madison was feeling like, but she was just kind of being like a like a little too like bitchy, and I just don't want that for her. And I think that Austin brings that out in her, and I think she also brings out a bad side in Austin. Like when he came to the party and was being like such a cool guy, like with his beer and saying hi to Jenny, like he was just annoying the shit out of me. Yeah, they're just two people who like really bring out the worst in each other. Yes. And, and so I th- and I think that's what everybody's been trying to tell them this whole time. Right. They saw it. Like, I don't think Madison enjoys like being mean to Austin, but like he makes her so angry that she becomes mean. 
Yeah, and I don't think she's... And he said, like, she just wants to be in control. And I think the whole point is that, like, Madison, I think, is looking for, like, more of a traditional relationship where, like, the man is, like, the more successful one and the one in charge. But I think she can at least provide. Yeah, and she's found herself, like, in the opposite relationship because Austin... And that's what she says next week, like, which is so mean. When she says you're a beta, she... Which I, I don't agree with that. Like, that's a really mean thing to say. But what she's saying is, like, you don't take care of me like and I end up being like the man stereotypically in the relationship and she doesn't even want that so like they just like really honestly the more I see it now I used to be obsessed with them like they are not right for each other yeah they're not right for each other and I think what's unfortunate is that I think in the good times like they love each other so much Mm -hmm. and so the fact that their lifestyles don't line up it, it's upsetting for them. But I think yeah. we've, like, now we've seen enough to all realize that, no, like, in the past seasons when everyone would get on Austin for being with Madison, I'm like, what is your guys' yeah. problem? 100%. But now, but now I see. And, the, but I still really like her and I still really like him and, and I hope that separately. they can co- I hope they can coexist together on the show. This breakup is sort of reminding me of Craig and Naomi. I feel like they had a lot of similar issues, whereas, like, mm. Naomi was always kind of putting him down and, and didn't want to be doing that, but Craig right. was not, like, being the man that she needed him to be. That's a good comparison. And ultimately, like, Naomi, I think, really made, like, the best decision for herself by take by not being back on the show and being yeah. in a new relationship but I would I just like both and I like Naomi on the show so that was a bummer I hope that Madison stays on the show and that her and Austin that he can compartmentalize yeah. their relationship and that they can just be co-workers and cast members I really hope Madison stays even though even if she's not with Austin because she's so interesting she looked so fabulous at that pool party which that house at the pool party was hosted at was so sickening. Like, I just need to live there and just retire and just swim every day. Like, it was so nice. And that really made me like Pringle because the last time they all got together, it was such a nice party. And it was just such a shit show on the beach. So, like, they need a redo. The other thing I wanted to say about this episode was I feel like for the first time this season, I was really, really starting to get annoyed with Catherine. In what sense? She just, like, won't help herself in any yeah. way. And... At the end of the day, like, I don't know, I feel like she's really playing, like, into the victim too much when, at the end of the day, like, you're not really the victim at all. And when it comes to your friendship with Danny, like, she was just, I don't agree with um, with Danny on the friendship front. And I think that Danny is, like, these friendships she's creating are not real. I think that they're just based on a hatred of Catherine, which is not, uh, does not a friendship make. But for the first time, like, she was just really starting to piss me off. Like, she was just, like, sitting... She she just, like, has taken... She has not taken this thing seriously at all, which is so bothersome because it, it we're still talking about it because she's never, like, really even head-on addressed it. Like, even in her confessional, she's just like, I don't know, like, the emoji. Like, she's just starting to yeah. bother me now. Yeah, I feel that. If she just addresses it head-on, and I feel like that's what next week's episode is coming to because yeah. I think everybody wants to move past this and and have Catherine understand what she did and learn from it but until like she shows them that they can't move on but I also think a lot of people and I really like Leva but I think she's and maybe they're cutting out some of her personal scenes of things that she does that isn't just talking about Catherine a hundred percent they're definitely editing her to look like Catherine's like (laughs) stalker like all she does is talk about Catherine because she she has a full business a full family like she has shit going on 
Right. And I really don't think, and in the beginning of the season, like she was showing us all of that. So I'm sure she's still showing us all of that and they're just cutting it out, which is really frustrating. And I blame production because it makes Leva look like she just has it out for Catherine. And every single scene that she's in for the past four or five episodes, she's talking about Catherine and like, it's, it's a lot. No, that's a really, really good point. It seems like she has like a hard on for her when at the end of the day, I'm sure it's just one of the many things she's filmed. (laughs) One of the many things she's bringing to the show. That's so funny and so true. And, you know, they really tease this episode as like this eruption, but it obviously all happens next week because this episode was kind of boring. No, it was. This could have been one episode or like give us an episode and then the finale at the house. Like the fact that this episode was all everyone arriving to the house is crazy. But is everyone sleeping at the house? I got the vibe that they are. I was thinking that too because Leva came in with like a garment bag and like a Chanel overnight bag. So I was thinking that, but I'm not entirely sure. The party like looks like it should be really fun. That looks like a party I would love to go to, like an intimate outdoor gathering. Totally. But next week's episode does look really good. It looks like the episode that like would typically have been in the middle of the season. But due to COVID, it is not. But everyone's fighting. I mean, obviously, Catherine is sitting down with everyone and hopefully going to address things. But then Madison is fighting with Danny. Yeah. Austin is fighting with Madison. Austin is fighting with Leva. Oh, Danny is fighting with Craig. Yeah. So... Hopefully that'll be good. I mean, I hate to be like this week's episode made me wonder what happens next week, but that's where it's at. Yeah. Also, I just, and then this was kind of the episode of realizing things for me that Catherine was annoying me and I really don't like Danny Baird. I mean, I think you've already realized that. I I don't know if I said that in the previous weeks. I think anybody who like knows you, who like watch, who listens to you and then also like watches her just knows that like that's. Because you want to know that's why. Not about. That's not your energy. Like, I feel like she's come to this realization that she doesn't want to be friends with Catherine or whatever, but she didn't come to it on her own volition. And I just feel like she's being like so manipulated by people around her. And I just like have no respect for people who don't come up with their own feelings. Like, I just feel like she's being told how to feel by people around her. Right. And she can't even recognize that and actually thinks that she's standing up for herself when it's like, no, no, it's like once again, you're just someone else's doormat. You know, it's like a facade of empowerment. Like it's so (laughs) fake. Yeah, I I totally feel that. So she was just bothering me, but all in all, as for, as far as COVID seasons go, this was a decent one. Oh, also I did not know that the lake where they filmed the notebook, like was in Charleston. We have to go like that place was so cute and like such a cute date and such a cute pop culture moment. For sure. I'm so happy for Craig. Like his girlfriend seems really, really sweet. You would go even though there was a gator. Oh, right. No, I would have the picnic. The picnic. I'd they pick up McDonald's. So it was that was so really cute. cute. I mean, what's so crazy is that like Shep this season is in the most stable relationship. Yeah. And is so out of the mix. I mean, I find it really surprising and I don't remember what the timeline was, but I believe this is the first season since that Instagram story drama what happened with him of like kind of like abusing a homeless person in New York City and I'm surprised that that's not as much of a a storyline a topic of conversation as um Catherine's like internet drama because they're both really really bad yeah I he addressed it at the beginning of the season and that's why he started going to therapy and and he said that he was like changing and he realized you know so how that's messed how you up address the controversy right and also th- I think that happened that did happen Right as their last season was ended, he was in New York. So, so it's a year later. Whereas Catherine, a year later, and, and I'm sure that he sufficiently apologized and has also given enough time for people to see that he really is so different than he yeah. than he's been in seasons. Like the last few seasons were really tough 
to be a Shep fan. Agreed. Um, but with Catherine, it happened while they're filming, so they're going to talk about it more. Yeah. And it's just not in the rearview mirror yet. Yeah, and I guess just, like, given all that's happened in the last year, like, what Catherine is what Catherine did like is a more pertinent topic of conversation given like the black lives matter movement and just like the year for you know speaking out against racial injustice especially on yeah, but I also yes for sure I did think that Shep's approach to you know they talk a little bit about cancel culture on the show and I think that Shep saying like I'm not going to be the judge jury and executioner um when it comes to other people's lives like I I do agree with where he's coming from. Me too. But then I did see how Leva could literally take that like face value. Like that's white privilege. Like you're going to excuse yourself from this conversation. I can't do that. So I actually, I I think think that you could, I think that you can make the decision like not to cancel someone, but also not just ignore it too. Yeah. I think Shep is ignoring it a little too much, but then I also feel like Shep is like, I'm going through my own shit. Like, I don't know if I'm the person to be like calling, you know, pot kettle black. Right. Right. So it's an interesting dynamic that, like, is is weird to watch play out on TV because this is usually, like, internet drama. Yeah. It's never happened in the middle of a season, really. Right. Um, so. So it's a good season. I'm very much looking forward to next week's episode. I think that's where the more explosive content is. And then we have a reunion. And we're also coming up on OC reunion. Um, so some things are coming to a close and our plate is getting lighter. I hope, um, also speaking of my plate getting lighter, I made it to the final season of lost last night. I'm probably going to finish it over the weekend. Um, I have this absolutely love hate relationship with it. Like it's the worst show, but it's so good. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. I have been reading because I was like trying to choose something that would just sort of like transport me. But this book that I'm reading is like so on the nose. It's about like working at a high power law firm in New York. It's called the Boys Club. And it like make it's good, but it makes me like anxious and exhausted at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, I think a lot of people would like it. It's just like the writing is very intense. So check it out. Um, that is our show. We hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Stay safe out there. We have no show on Monday um, for Martin Luther King Day, but we are back in studio on Tuesday with the YouTube and the podcast. And we love you guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing weekend. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.